different things that God does. Um, sometimes we're too holy to be any earthly good. Okay? Sometimes we, we have so much holiness personified upon us or that we personify, personify upon ourselves that we're, we're not any earthly good because we can't actually minister to people in where they're at. And I thought about the song Walking in Sunlight. And so as I was bebopping along and singing the song Without a Job and going and buying a new vehicle and um, not having a clue, you know, my wife says I do some really stupid stuff. Okay. It's okay. Everybody can say it. It's okay. I get it. But in the fact of the matter is, is I have faith. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Okay? So I can stand on the word. And when I stand on the word, then I know that I'll be able to make things happen because I have faith in the maker. I have faith in the one who makes things happen. So, Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Father, I thank you for the reading of your word, and I ask you, Father, Lord, that you touch and that you use me, that I might be a vessel to bring your word, that I would be able to give what you have given unto me. I thank you and praise you. And it's in the name of Jesus I pray. Amen. So it's very interesting as we begin to see the difference in the light and the darkness. With sunshine, um, we're coming out of winter and, you know, Winter was supposed to be a dark time, and, and, and sometimes winter is dark because it's, you don't have a lot of sunlight, you don't have, you've got the cloud cover, and there's so much difference between the light and the darkness. And so whenever we uh, come in and we begin to look at what the Word is talking about, you see, darkness covers us because we allow it to. Sometimes we allow the darkness to overtake us because we don't understand the power that we have that God has given us within ourselves. See, God has given you a measure of a spirit, right? Even if you don't have the fullness of the Holy Ghost, God has given to each believer a measurement of the spirit. And so within that, you have that working and living and moving what's inside of you. The thing about it is, is we don't step into the fact of what God is going to really do with that. And whenever we can step into the fact and understand that there's different things that God wants to use us for and he wants to do with us. But so many times we get covered about with the darkness that is around us. We get covered about with everything, all the weight that is just 
pressing in. And it feels like, well, it feels like this morning whenever I put on that jacket that was too small and I couldn't move, it was like I was bound up. And we get bound up by the world and what Satan is bringing forth and what Satan is putting on us and what we have. Because, see, there's a couple of different things that happens. We've got what Satan is doing and, and he is actively working against us, right? There's, there's not any doubt about that. He's actively working against us. But then on the same, on the flip side of that, there's things that we're doing that we're allowing Satan to bind us. We're allowing Satan to do certain things to us. We're allowing those things to happen because we're not willing to step forth and step into what God has for us. Because we're too scared to know or, or to realize we're too scared to realize where God is taking us to. You see, fear is an awful scary place to be. Fear is an awful scary place to be. You see, we, we jump in and the darkness that was there, everything was void of anything. There was nothing there. And that's what Satan wants us to believe is that there was nothing there. Satan wants us to believe that, there's, that God could not do anything and the earth was void and darkness filled the entire place. But the cool thing is, is that the Spirit of God, you see, the Spirit of God moved upon the waters. And see, whenever the Spirit begins to move, then we've got to understand that whenever we can step into that place, when we can step in and know that God is there, whenever we can step in and know that He is working and doing all things for our good. See, it goes back to that, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. But then in Romans 8 and 28, I know that God works all things out for the good of those that love the Lord and for those that are called that are called according to his purpose it goes back to his purpose and not our purpose because whenever we step into the darkness we're stepping into our purpose but whenever we step into his purpose we're stepping into his marvelous light because we can walk in the sunshine we can walk in the light because he is the light Let's go to John 8 and uh, 12. Let's go to John 8 and 12. Now, the first part of John here, uh, you've got, uh, they, they brought the woman and uh, Jesus lifted up. Well, let's jump up into verse 10. John 8 and verse 10. When Jesus had lifted up himself, he saw none but the woman. And he said to her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? Because everybody else had been condemning this woman. And Jesus had gotten down, he rode on the ground, and they were they all dispersed, and, and it was just Jesus and this woman. And she said, No, my Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. 
go and sin no more. Neither do I condemn thee. Now, we can all get around and we can all condemn each other. We can all go around and condemn each other. But whenever the Spirit of God begins to move and it pricks our own hearts, sometimes we have to walk away. Because you see, my sin's just as great as yours is. Your sin is just as great as mine is. It, it all goes back to what Paul Paul was preaching this morning, right? What was and what is to come. You see, I can talk about what I was, and I understand what I was, but what does Jesus want me to become? What does Jesus want me to walk into? What does Jesus want me to be walking in? He wants us to be walking in sunlight. I want to be walking in sunlight, right? There ain't no need to be mully grubbing around. Just because we're Christians, we don't have to be walking around in darkness. We don't have to be walking around in hatefulness. I mean, it's true, right? There's times that we're just downright hateful. But let's go to John 12. John 8 and verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am. Just, just right there. I am. That's enough. The I am was just enough. The I am was all it took to bring them out of captivity. The I am was all it took to bring them out of the darkness of Egypt. The I am was all it took for them to be able to walk on dry ground across through an entire dead sea, dry sea, whatever you want to call it. He walked them across the Red Sea on dry ground. I am is all it took. But you see, he is not just the I am. He said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Let me just tell you something. There's something about having light in life. There is something about having light in your life today. There's something about not being in darkness. There's something about not walking in a dark place and being in a dark place. Just because everybody around us is in a dark place doesn't mean we have to stay there with them. We don't have to stay and stand and, and be encompassed with all this darkness that is around us. Whenever we walk in light, whenever we walk after Christ, we're able to walk after the I am. Because see, just with the I am, the I am is able to bring us out of bondage. The I am is able to bring us out of all these things that we're in. But not only is it the I am that's bringing us out of all these things that it that we're in, but it is the I am the light of the world. So he is the light that's going to light everything else around you. 
It doesn't have to be just what you're going through or what your friends are going through. Maybe it's just your spouse, what your spouse is going through. It's everything around you is going to be brought to light. Because you see, I am the light of the world. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And through him, we can live victoriously. But the thing about it is we have to understand that that victorious living is something we have to step into. We have to accept. We have to say, yes, Lord. We have to say, I'm willing I'm willing to go above and beyond. I'm willing to do what it takes. I'm willing to make the sacrifice. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I love you, Jesus. I'm willing to take the chance. But whenever we get to that place, when we're in that place, and everything's dark, and everything's coming in, and it's like that jacket this morning... I'm telling you guys, I had that jacket on and I could not move. I'm a big boy and that jacket was a little jacket. Why in the world did I think I could wear a little jacket? I had no clue. But I was bound. Jennifer said, how are you going to get out of that? I said, I don't know. Get the scissors. Granny, you're going to have to put it back together. But it was, it was binding. Darkness binds us. Satan binds us. He comes and he's there to steal and to kill and destroy everything you have been working for. He's there to take away everything that you've been working for. But it's not his to take. We've got to stand up because it is ours to take. It's ours to grab a hold of. It is ours to hang on to. Because if we don't hang on to it, who is? Lars, who's going to hang on to it for you? Allison, who's going to hang on to it? Are you laughing or are you crying? Are you just embarrassed? There you go. That's okay. Thing about this is it's mine to hang on to. It's yours to hang on to. But if you're not willing to hang on to it for yourself, what are we going to do? I mean, because the church is going to stand in the gap the most that the church can stand in the gap because that's our job. And our job is to stand in the gap between you and darkness. But at some point in time, you have to take responsibility for your own actions. Because when we walk in light, we walk in Christ. When we walk in, in his marvelous light, whenever we walk in what he's doing in our lives and the way that he's taken us from what we used to be to what we are going to be, it takes light. It's all about the light. Papa, I thought whenever you preached this morning, I thought, oh, is he going to jump on it? And he never jumped on my sermon this morning. But he was all over it. Because you see, what we used to be is not what we're going to be. And the only way that we're going to get to where we're going to go is whenever we walk in the light of Jesus. 
Sister Jennifer, if you'll come. Y'all know I'm not long-winded, right? Wow. Wow. And it come out of her mouth even. I love you. Thing about this is Jesus is the light. He's the light of the world. And if you if you're walking through a dark spot, if you're walking some of you may be sitting there thinking well you know I'm walking in a dark spot you're just preaching to me no I'm not there's an entire group of people don't just assume that you're being preached to because there's times that I've not walked in the light there's times brother Scotty that you've not walked in the light no matter what your position is, no matter how holy or how righteous you think you are, you are still a sinner saved by grace. So not one of us in this building, not one of us is able to condemn another. It's why we stand in the gap and we love one another. Stand with me if you will.